What is up, guys? Welcome to another edition of Mark Marauders, beating the market one trade at a time. I'm your host, Reginald C., so let's jump into this stock news. So a lot of updates coming up throughout the market, as usual. Uh, a lot of moves being made in the EV world, uh, iPhones, and vaccine world. Uh, so let's jump into some of the highlights uh, from this midweek. All right, so first, uh, we got NEO. Uh, NEO surged today. Uh, on updates from, I mean, upgrades from China uh, and JP Morgan. So, NEO is a Chinese electric vehicle company. Um, and today, JP Morgan gave it an upgrade. Uh, if you don't know what upgrades are, basically, you know, they changed their price point for what they believe the company is valued at. And they changed their price target. Uh, so, you know, they think it has more value uh, than it does, um, considering the demand for the product. Um, so the firm uh, introduced a new June 2021 $40 target price uh, on the stock, which implies 85% rally from Tuesday's closing price of 21.60%. Uh, the prior target was $14. So basically, they're saying they believe that the company is undervalued. Um, in my opinion, that's what they believe. Um, that's why they gave it the upgrade. Um, lots of stocks get upgrades, but upgrades are huge catalysts for uh, the company overall uh, moving up as time goes on. So definitely to keep my eyes on on Neo. Other stocks in the EV world, um, you know, the leader to me being Tesla, uh, always continuing to go up and make innovative changes. Uh, so keep your eyes out on those two um, as time goes on. So this week we had uh, Apple's iPhone uh, 12 event. Uh, so I'm just going to give a small recap of what's going on with that event. If you missed it, uh, just going to give a quick synopsis. So they released iPhone 12, uh, one of the biggest leaps forward of the iPhone with 5G support, and blazing A14 bionic speeds with rich 6.1 inch screen and a range of new colors and options, which is going to be released on the 23rd of October, starting at $799. They also released the uh, iPhone 12 mini, uh, which packs all the same punch as the iPhone 12, uh, with compact design and 5.4-inch OLED display uh, to a sleek chassis uh, with even smaller iPhone SE. Uh, the iPhone 12 mini launches November 13th, and its price will be $699. So they have the iPhone 12 and the Pro Max, um, which they're saying is their most advanced phone. Um, and it's going to be released on November 13th with the start price of $999 and $1,099 respectively. Um, another big product that they released uh, during this event was the HomePod Mini, uh, a smaller and more refined version of Apple's smart speaker, uh, the HomePod. Uh, the HomePod Mini uh, promises great quality, uh, deep Siri integration, a ton of user smart home uh, features with cool spherical design, um, and it launches the 16th starting at $99. Uh, so those were some of the big uh, highlights. They talked about LiDAR scanners on the iPhone 12, um, which you know is pretty interesting technology, uh, especially to have on a phone, uh, pretty revolutionary. Uh, they also talked about Apple's uh, Pro Raw, um, so that was another big thing, and it's 10-bit HDR recording. Uh, says the iPhone 12 is also the first phone camera to shoot in Dolby uh, Vision HDR at 4K. 
uh, and smooth 60 frames per second. It's also the first device to let you edit in Dolby Vision uh, right from the camera app. Uh, so very high quality videos coming uh, from the phone. Uh, lastly, or I guess next, they talked about uh, MagSafe, uh, which they're saying MagSafe is back, uh, which includes new magnetic cases as well as MagSafe wallet. You can snap right onto the back of your headset. Um, the new MagSafe dual charger is essentially the air power uh, that was never uh, actually out. Uh, allowing wireless charging to Apple devices at once. So charging your watch as well as your phone um, at the same time. So that's, you know, pretty huge update. Um, I think it's pretty cool uh, that they're doing that. Um, now, they have their A14 chip, uh, which they talked about quite a lot. And with this A14 chip, uh, they're going to be partnering uh, with Riot uh, to have League of Legends Wild Rift. On iOS now League of Legends is like one of the most popular gaming platforms um, out there I know League of Legends they have you know tons of tournaments if you click on ESPN on certain days uh, they'll actually show um, tournaments of League of Legends so it's a very popular game uh, made it all the way to ESPN which says a lot for uh, a video game franchise to do that um, and a lot a game that you know is high demand um, as far as, you know, CPU intensive and GPU intensive. So, you know, with their 50% faster GPU and CPU with this A14 chip um, and, you know, upgrading to 11.8 billion transistors opposed to the uh, previous amount, you know, it makes the phone 80% faster, which can run games like this. So I think this is just, you know, the beginning of a long line of games that they will be introducing into the future. I'm um, interested to see how... Uh, they will integrate more, I guess, um, intensive games as time goes on. So that's a small recap of the iPhone 12 event. Um, you know, the stock price kind of went down from that, uh, which, you know, me denoted, you know, people buy the rumor, sell the news. So when it first came out that they were going to be having this event in October, uh, the stock shot up. But then when they people came out with the updates and, you know, what was actually coming out, people sold off. So if you're not familiar, you know, it's a term from a, you know, investment book a long time ago, I forget which book it is, but it basically means that people will buy the rumor and sell the news. Uh, so when you hear of something coming out, uh, I guess one case in point is like when Justin Bieber released a picture of Crocs uh, on IG, the stock shot up like crazy. But now that the Crocs uh, partnership has actually, you know, come out, the stock has gone down. So uh, that's one case of buying the rumor and sell the news. So if you are familiar with that, sort of strategy that's one you can add um, to your portfolio when growing your stocks now going into um, some vaccine news uh, this week Johnson and Johnson um, and Ellie Lilly have paused both of their COVID-19 uh, drug trials uh, so these are pretty big updates from the company uh, Johnson and Johnson uh, paused all clinical trials of its experimental COVID-19 vaccine after a study participant became sick with an unexplained illness. So we've seen this happen before uh, with AstraZeneca. AstraZeneca had uh, their trial paused in the U.S., but I think they're continuing in other countries. Um, and Johnson and Johnson's trial, uh, they were in their phase three, um, you know, testing, and they had over 60,000 adults in multi-countries testing. So um, it had a various of single dose versus placebo. So that's how they were testing. 
but it is a large, you know, move for the company to pause that, especially considering, you know, the November deadlines are coming up uh, with the other companies still in the race. Another company, Ellie Lilly, uh, said that they are pausing uh, their trial. Uh, so they are pausing their trial of a drug, which is similar to uh, the one that uh, President Trump took, uh, which is, you know, a compound treatment uh, like the one that GlaxoKline uh, made. So, you know, that's a pretty big move forward, especially considering the ones that President Trump took. Uh, he said that he's in good health. Um, so it's pretty interesting to see why a company like Illy Lilly, which is not a small pharmaceutical company at all, uh, would pause their trial. Um, you know, interested to see more developments in that um, and see what actually, you know, went wrong with it. Um, or was it just, you know, a financial move to pause it, uh, considering uh, another company like GlaxoKline uh, kind of, you know, got credit for having um, the, I guess, antibody cocktail uh, that the president took. So interested to see developments from both of those. Um, I know after AstraZeneca paused, you know, they got uh, their AOK from the country of Japan to continue on uh, with their vaccine candidate, but uh, they did not get in the U.S. So interested to see if the U.S. will, you know, submit a proposal from Johnson & Johnson or accept a proposal from Johnson & Johnson on their vaccine trial and what this means for the whole of vaccine uh, race in general. Uh, so continuing on the vaccine trial uh, race, we have Pfizer. Uh, so Pfizer is still in the runnings um, and they recently got approval from the FDA to enroll children as young as 12 years old. So these are definitely the youngest candidates that I've seen uh, from, you know, any trial um, until now. I think the age cutoff was 16, uh, but they have gotten approval from the FDA to lower it to uh, 12, year, 12 years old. So I don't know if this is a good or bad thing for the company. Um, I know it will definitely give them a leg up as far as collecting data is concerned, um, because when it comes to the virus, you know, children um, were one of the, the people uh, affected by the virus. So it wasn't just adults, but they said children were less likely to get it. So it had a higher risk in adults. But, you know, if they can collect all this data, it will help them uh, to make a better vaccine. Uh, and with them saying they're still on track with their vaccine, I, I'm interested to see if they'll meet that November deadline or if they'll continue uh, until the end of the year. So I've heard two different, you know, statements. I've heard Operation Warp Speed uh, from Pence saying, you know, they're going to be by, no, by the end of the year. Then I've heard President Trump sometimes say it's going to be, you know, the beginning of November before elections. So whatever the deadline is, you know, it seems like Pfizer is still on track. Uh to uh, bring that vaccine, and they are, you know, partnering with the German company BioNTech. Um, so it's not just them by themselves, but they have a huge litany of, you know, vaccine, I guess, patients that they're testing. So their, you know, data set is going to be very large. All right, so going into the next vaccine candidate that we have on here is Moderna. So today, Moderna. Uh, just got fast track approval in Europe. So Moderna is the other uh, vaccine candidate that's still in the running and still on track, um, you know, to produce their vaccine. Um, so it's basically just up to, you know, Pfizer uh, bio and BioNTech and then Moderna. So 
those are really the only companies that are still in the race and still on track, um, considering AstraZeneca and Johnson & Johnson have been paused uh, because of illnesses. So Moderna's vaccine uh, is the mRNA-1237, um, I mean, 1273. Um, so that is the name of their vaccine candidate. Uh, so it's the mRNA-1273. Uh, so it says that today, it says the company announced that the European Medicines Agency, or EMA, formally notified that mRNA-1273 is eligible for submission of an application for fast-track approval. So if they get fast-track approval, it's going to be a huge step forward for the company um, and definitely, you know, may put them in the lead as far as... Um, you know, vaccine candidates are considered uh, because fast track approval will basically mean in the country of Europe, uh, they will have uh, the ability to, you know, get the vaccine kind of rushed through, um, you know, because of the severity of it. Uh, so, you know, interested to see some developments from that um, as they come up. So going to some other news, uh, going to shift gears on here, Bed Bath & Beyond. Uh, said it's going to sell its Christmas treetops retail section. Uh, so today they announced that they're going to sell uh, Christmas treetops, which is a section of the company. Um, and basically, you know, uh, it's going to generate the company $250 million, uh, which is good for the company because the company was hit, you know, very hard. Uh, Bed Bath & Beyond has basically been struggling uh, for a while. But if they can, you know, sell off one section of the company uh, and use this capital to help rebuild and reframe their company, um, I think it's going to be good for the company overall. Um, and I'm definitely going to uh, see the company continue to grow uh, after that. Now, I think the company as a whole needs to just revamp their business model, uh, you know, realize people are going to be online shopping a lot more, uh, especially with COVID going on, you know, going into physical stores um, to buy things is not really going to be feasible. Uh, as time goes on, it may be a catalyst for why they sold this Christmas treetop section. Um, but, you know, with this, with this added money, I think, you know, they should make a new business plan on how they expect to grow. Uh, maybe, you know, new product lines or products that they sell. Uh, but it seems like, you know, something with the company um, is just not not there, in my personal opinion. Um, that's no, you know, grievance for the company. Um, but. You know, I don't understand why a company like, you know, Bed Bath & Beyond, which has been around so long, doesn't sell things uh, nearly as much as a company like Amazon when they sell like basically the same thing. Amazon sells, you know, just about everything, but everything that Amazon sells, Bed Bath & Beyond sells, you know, an equivalent to it. So not saying, you know, obviously Amazon sells more items, but, you know, the, some of the items that they sell, a large portion, Bed Bath & Beyond sells. So why can't they you know, learn from that business model and just get people to buy um, from this company or in talks of merging with another company, you know, something with the marketing uh, and business plan to me needs to change before the company can grow. Uh, but this, you know, $250 million of cash will hopefully, hopefully help them stay afloat and come up with a better business model. So lastly, we're going to talk about uh, another EV company, uh, and that is Workhorse. Uh, today, Workhorse received additional executive order from California Air Rescue Board for its C-1000 extended range electric truck. So, 
uh, workhorse, an American technology company focused on providing sustainable and cost-effective uh, drone-integrated electric vehicles to the last-mile delivery sector, today announced that its 2020 C-1000 extended range delivery truck has received Executive Order A-445-003-1 from the California Air Resources Board, or CARB, um, designating the model uh, as zero emission vehicle in the state of California. This awards the following company prior award uh, for its standard configuration, which was previously announced in July. Under Section uh, 177, the Clean Air Act, California, as well as 13 other states, have adopted vehicle standards which require additional approvals beyond EPA regulations. The executive order permits Workhorse to sell its C-1000 uh, extended range electric vehicle, electric delivery van uh, in every state throughout the U.S. So this is fantastic uh, and I think a pretty, you know, big step for the company uh, to get approval like this, even though it was kind of overshadowed. A lot of people were like, you know, they didn't really care about this, but I still think it's a pretty big uh, move for the company as a whole. Um, I think it will help them uh, as far as selling the selling more of the vehicles. Um, but as we know, as investors, the big news that we're looking for is the U.S. postal news. So this company is supposed to have a or is in line to have a um, possible uh, partnership with the U.S. Postal Service to convert all their vehicles to electric. Now, that actual deal has not gone down. Um, there's been a lot of things. It's a government contract, so you got to know, if anything, the government moves slow. So, you know, definitely going to be looking forward to that. So I'm definitely keep my eyes out on that company. Um and on this company and, you know, see how Workhorse improves. But this still, to me, is a big move for the company uh, that they're able to sell their vehicles uh, and one step closer to, you know, that potential um, huge deal with the U.S. Postal Service. So, you know, the EV world's continuing to grow. iPhones are continuing to grow and vaccines are still um, in a race uh, to continue uh, giving more updates on them. So that's been another episode of Market Marauders. I uh, hope everybody's able to lock in some profits this week. Uh, I'll be back to you later on this week uh, to give you more updates on what's going on, some closing uh, statements of this week. Uh, but good luck to everybody out there trading. I uh, hope you're able to grow your accounts. Um, and I'll see you guys next time. Peace.